the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Backbone Radio. Here it is, August 20th, 2023. Matt Dunn, executing his assigned host duties. What was it that Limbaugh used to say? Assigned host duties? I'll be doing that. And behind the glass, the great Mr. Blake Gallagher, the one and only on quite a warm, warm summer afternoon here in the suburbs of Colorado. Boy, I am honored to be here. And I, you know, anybody who takes time to lend their ears to this program, to this little slice of truth, this slice of perfection, this oasis that you can somehow find, spend some time with, I just, I salute every single one of you. And yes, host done this morning was running a 5K. I might mention a bit about that as the show goes on. We had a team of 55 individuals on our team in honor of my wife. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that over at Wash Park this morning. Boy, that was great fun. We had wife and I and our four little kids and pushing a stroller. And then, yeah, 55 teammates. So I guess we were the biggest team. I I think somebody said that, so. (laughs) Yes, Uh, executing host duties flawlessly. The text-to-studio comes in. But, oh, my goodness, I've I've just been chuckling. I've been chortling. When you you chortle, that's one notch above chuckle. I mean, that means you're really almost even guffawing. And Donald Trump not going to do the scam RNC GOP debates hosted by Fox News. But he is going to go on at the same exact time with Tucker Carlson. They're going to do an interview. <laughs> and I just, oh, man, is that is that not sweet? Is that not just perfection? Is that not awesome? My goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Uh we know how the debates go. Every time Trump shows up at the at any debate, if it's in a primary or if it's in a general, the announcers, the moderators are stacked against him. Think Megyn Kelly back in 2016. Think, um, oh, who's the insufferable? Chris Wallace. Yeah, in 2020, every single one of them, it's all attack Trump, attack Trump, get Trump. And the thing is, is that he does great in those debates. He does great. And he's accused of being the best debater of all time. I think Megyn Kelly actually said that, that uh, Donald Trump is the best presidential debater of all time. But when you are 50 points ahead, 40, 50, 60, 75 points ahead, uh, Donald Trump hit 75 in Louisiana. Man, that polling is amazing. He's at 75%. And DeSantis is at 10%. So I guess that's a 65-point lead 
for Trump in Louisiana. But why do you want to uh, show up to a debate which is going to be a choreographed? I'll talk about the choreography of these debates. I got a great example of it as DeSantis's debate plans leaked and the left stream media went off on it. But you don't show up and glorify the zero percenters. You know what I mean? You don't have to go and try to lift up the zero percenters when you are cruising right along. And besides, by the way, anybody want to want to throw out a little ratings guess? When Tucker Carlson does his Twitter videos these days, it gets more more viewership. They get more viewership than all of cable news combined. And so Trump going to talk with Tucker, who was just fired by Fox News. Oh, Murdoch's out there just fuming. I'm chortling, chuckling, and Murdoch is fuming. you got to imagine the steam coming out of that guy's ears right now, that meddling Murdoch. Yeah. And that uh, damaged goods Fox News lost, I think, around half of its audience after they fired Tucker Carlson. But, yeah, Trump does not need to go in there. It's the right call. I've been advocating for that all the way along. And, of course, they're going to try to say, oh, Trump's afraid to debate. <laughs> and you just have to laugh at that one. If anybody, if any politician on this planet is fearless, it's Donald Trump, and everybody knows it. The people who are afraid out there is the deep state. They are afraid of Donald Trump because they know he is the exist existential threat to their very existence and control of this country, trying to drive it straight into a ditch. They're the ones who are afraid. But uh, CBS did a poll, had Trump at 62 percent. And where was, uh, oh, everybody else is like, you know, down in the cellar. And CBS was saying that, you know, um, people can criticize Trump for not going to the debate, but it doesn't have any impact because, uh, yeah, people don't see that they see it as a good decision which is kind of interesting and the uh, GOP primary voter is kind of immune to those kinds of specious criticisms bogus criticisms of Donald Trump anyway I just chortle because it's a win 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 for Donald Trump and for Tucker Carlson and for the Republican primary itself for GOP voters themselves and it's a lose for the corrupt Fox News. It's a lose for the Murdochs. And it's a lose for the Rhino GOP establishment. And, yeah, we'll we'll look at what the plan was there. By the way, just keep this in mind. Donald Trump beating Joe Biden in the uh, polls, okay, and in the real clear politics polling average, which is kind of the holy grail of what political commentators and people look at, the RCP polling average, Donald Trump is now ahead of Joe Biden in the 2024 election prognostication. So, yeah, and he outperforms all of the other GOP candidates by a lot, by a lot. Keep that in mind as well. So the arguments for anybody else really are falling flat. If you look at any of this uh, hard data and you shouldn't even need to look at all of that. think I'll get through all of this business. I'll talk about next-level censorship. I've had a few brainstorms 
about where the uh, sensors, where the controllers, where the censorship industrial complex is going to be going. And I, I will say, expect a lot more cracking down before this election approaches. They are desperate. As Newt Gingrich says, we'll do an essay on the deep state as well, in part channeling Newt Gingrich, RFK Jr., and Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo apparently looked RFK Jr. in the eyes and said, The upper echelons of the CIA does not believe in democracy, does not believe in the democratic institutions of the United States of America. And that seems to be kind of fitting with an awful lot of other federal agencies and the attitudes of an awful lot of unelected bureaucrats in this country of ours, the administrative state. One of my favorite topics to be getting into. And we've got some, oh yeah, just some really sharp, sharp stuff on all of that. Um, why don't we also talk about, uh, you know, hey, what's, what's more important to Joe Biden and our Beltway Hawaii, which just got burned all across Maui, or Ukraine. What do you think? What do you think? Apparently in Hawaii, you get a one-time grant of $700 or a donation of $700 from FEMA after this fire ruined a good portion of Maui. But yet, Ukraine, another $200 million to stack onto, to stack onto, to stack onto. Last I counted, this was like six weeks ago, I counted it up. And did some research, and it was $75 billion we have sent over to Ukraine. So clearly, clearly, our America last politicians, the America last beltway, is a lot more concerned about Ukraine than about Hawaii. Tulsi Gabbard was sounding off on that the other night, I'll tell you. Hurricane Hillary coming to L.A.? Huh, actual hurricane. That's rare. And Babylon B made a joke. Yeah, Hurricane Hillary makes landfall in L.A. area and destroys at least 30,000 emails. 30,000 emails destroyed. Hey, we're going to have fun tonight. Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio. Be right back. Unstoppable today sings Sia. And why do I play that song, Unstoppable? Well... This morning, yes, the Dunn family was unstoppable out there running a 5K in a race for cancer research at Washington Park. Uh, you know, a little bit uh, near downtown Denver. And I don't generally talk too much about, you know, this kind of thing. It's in part because it's not exactly easy. To discuss, uh, but with my wife's cancer diagnosis, and uh, but we assembled a team, amazingly enough, of fifty-five individuals, uh, many of our dear dearest friends, and some family members, came in from out of state to run with us, to run with my wife this morning. And it was just such a glorious, glorious event. And it was not easy to get everybody in one picture, trying to take a picture, right, of 55 people all sort of jammed in there. And you can't get them all posing in just the right way. You know, you just take what you can get. And by gosh, you know, uh, we're doing a bit of uh, radiation. It's radiation this week and next week. And so it makes you a little bit tired, but boy, that strong, strong wife of mine, I'll tell you. She just trooped right through that 5K, and we had the 
our two-year-old in the baby stroller, and people took turns pushing the little man. And I'm sure at age two, he could have run it on his own, don't you think? I bet he could have won his age group. <laughs> he sprints everywhere he goes. I'm sure he could have won his age group, the two and unders. And anyway, so many nice, nice folks and such a heartwarming experience. And uh, apparently um, we either had the biggest team or we uh, raised the most uh, money for cancer research, our our team. And so I... I just want to salute salute the family and friends and, and the Team Unstoppables for coming out this morning. And, of course, uh, the way I did it, uh, I have to run around and check on the kids. You know, people start drifting off at a little bit different paces. And so I, was, I ended up running twice, um, actually a little bit more than double a 5K. I looked at my watch, and I had covered seven miles this morning, so... So I've covered seven miles of most of it running, but some of it, you know, try. Oh, one of my kids went off to the lake. <laughs> no, hey, get back on the trail. Let's get you back over here. Come on now. And then, you know, then go find where the stroller is. Go try to corral everybody. That's what dads do, right? That's what we dads do. And we, we glorify in that kind of keep track of the wayward ones who you never know where some of these people go and. Sometimes they're good at staying on the trail, and but I have a, a one or two of mine that are wanderers, confirmed ever since they were born. You look away for one second, and then they've just gone off in some other direction. Hey, where 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 they go? Where? And that you know is a good a good way to get your uh, heart rate up, right? Hey, what I I thought I, where'd they go? Anyway, just thought I would mention that as we as we engage in this battle, as we engage in this battle, and. And onward we go, and I like to say uh, a little progress has been made, but I can't say that it's uh, anything other than, than uphill in some ways, but, but making progress. And thanks for letting me share that a little bit. And let's see, I'm getting a few texts. I think some people were maybe out there this morning raising money for cancer research. And boy, I'll tell you, um, thank you. Thank you for, yeah, checking in on that. And, um, well, I'm already getting a little behind on the text message, but I will be responding. But at any rate, 303-696-1971 is the phone number right here. If you'd like to check in, I just, you know, like to kick back and talk to everybody and hear what people are thinking. And does anybody want to speculate regarding the upcoming debate night Trump will not attend the GOPRNC debate. He will go be interviewed with Tucker Carlson on Twitter. I guess, do I need to start calling it X? It's going to take me a couple years to change referring to Twitter as X. Sometimes those things, uh, once they get stuck, you know, they don't dislodge very easily. But Donald Trump sent out a tweet here. And by the way, I think it's Trump Tucker's going to dwarf, dwarf the ratings over at Fox News with all the zero percenters. <laughs> and um, Trump sent out a, not a tweet, but a truth over on Truth Social, where uh, since he was banned from Twitter, yes, by the, by the dictators, the tech tyrants that have been running this country, Elon has made a difference. I'll go into that a bit more later, but Trump sent out this note, 
Many people are asking whether or not I will be doing the debates. All Americans have been clamoring for a president of extremely high intelligence. As everyone is aware, my poll numbers over a, quote, wonderful field of Republican candidates are extraordinary. In fact, I am leading the runner-up, whoever that may now be, by more than 50 points. Reagan didn't do it, and neither did others. People know my record, one of the best ever, so why should I debate? I'm your man. Make America great again. That's Donald Trump saying, hey, I, I am your man. And that seems to be resonating with just about, uh, just about everybody in the Republican primary votership as far as the poll data is concerned. It's just a display of extreme dominance. It is amazing. It's more dominant, frankly, than I was expecting. And I, I, I thought DeSantis might do better along the way. And I thought, you know, all the Murdoch tricks and all the RNC tricks and all the GOP establishment tricks, they might be able to pull something. And then you throw in the absolutely corrupt asinine Joe Biden, DOJ, Jack Smith, Georgia, wherever, who cares, indictments. It only makes Trump stronger, and, oh, man, the establishment people, they just are fit to be tied because nothing works for them. Just nothing works. The, the population, we're not in the mood for the fakery, for the stunts, the schemes, and all the usual crap, frankly. Just not in the mood. And DeSantis has uh, proven himself to have, and I kid you not, zero political retail talent. I've got a few more examples of that calling Calling Trump supporters listless vessels? Oh, insulting. Insulting the voters. That's, that's like right up there, Hillary deplorables. Barack Obama, bitter clingers. And now DeSantis rings in with listless vessels. Um, oh, gosh. You know, I mean, that is one thing you do not do is insult the voters. Any voters. The politicians should not do that. But there's DeSantis out there doing that, along with Hillary, along with Obama. And, of course, the people they don't like are the people they can't control, the people who don't believe the mainstream propaganda and who don't just want to do what Washington, D.C. tells them to do, and who like somebody who could stand up as an outsider and work to save the country. Okay, so that's that's how that all works. And, yeah. DeSantis, listless vessels. What is a listless vessel anyway? I guess, um, I mean, that's a, that's a fairly inarticulate reference. Like, apparently, DeSantis actually referred to Joe Biden himself as a listless vessel back in March. Oh, so he calls Joe Biden a listless vessel, and then he calls people that are supporting Donald Trump listless vessels? Well, that must, that's, 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 it must be harsh criticism, right? And of course, it backfires like everything else. Be right back. Eric Burden and the animals. We got to get out of this place. Girl, there's a better life for me and you. Do you ever have those moods? We got to get out of this place and. I say one night this week, I had a little animals phase. I guess I hadn't heard enough of the animals in a while. So there I am playing 
their top hits around the kitchen. I think I was cooking dinner that night. And I found a few obscure ones that I wasn't really familiar with that are really good. And Blake back there, you know the animals probably, right? You're a 60s guy. Oh, you, yeah. You, you like the animals? Love them. You go for them? Eat them yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we got to get out of this place. And It's My Life, you know that one? That is a, I love that, that riff. It kind of goes up and down. It starts out going up. And then it's, you know. It's my they, life and I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric Burden, I guess, has gone on and done quite a few things solo. But you don't hear as much about them as you do about the other bands, right? Uh, but uh, they were good. And that one's a classic. And by the way, just this is inside baseball. When you play bumper music, you kind of like to get right to the point with the song. But that song starts out with, like, the best bass line ever. Oh, is, yeah. is that not an amazing bass line? <laughs> and then it has a long lead-in to the chorus, which is one of the greatest choruses ever. I mean, that just really hit. So you have to... You have to play the whole thing. You have to play the bass line. You have to start it with that. Then you have to wait like, you know, 40 seconds for the intro to kind of finish uh, where he's kind of starting his preamble, you know, lyrics. And then he gets to the chorus and then you're rocking. And then we can get on with the show, right? This is uh, some of the things that have to go through the host's mind when he is, as I've had four people text in, executing host duties flawlessly. Yes, and so that would be the animals. But now, I don't know if anybody has any thoughts. Should should Trump debate? Is it okay that Trump is not going to debate? What do you think? And do you think ratings will be higher for Trump Tucker or for the seven, eight dwarfs out there, the zero percenters? What do you think? But we've got <laughs> the New York Times says this. The New York Times weighs in on it, of course, this. Yeah. The former president's apparent decision to skip the first debate is a major affront to both the Republican National Committee and to Fox News, which is hosting the event. Oh, it's a, it's a major affront. Oh, gosh, I hope they do feel affronted because anybody who wants to put America first should, be a, should feel 100 percent affronted by the Republican National Committee and also by Fox News, all of their militant America last agendas we've seen enacted for I don't even know how long, these people. So New York Times tut-tutting, and obviously these debates are little, they're gotcha moments, and of course that's where the establishment, the corporate establishment, and the media people, the Murdochs, they control everything and they design stuff to set things up to try to get the gotchas on Trump. And it's an amazing testament to his abilities that he has plowed through every single one of those. He has taken the most heat in all of these debates. Just think Chris Wallace, that 2020 debate, which had me fuming. I think I fumed about that for three hours on Backbone Radio the night after that debate. I came in here and, man... That was so bad. And next thing you know, by the way, Chris Wallace no longer at Fox News. He outraged people so badly that he could no longer stay at Fox News. People would not watch his show after that, his Sunday show. Anyway, and Megyn Kelly, right? Remember, she threw that out there, the all-time classic Rosie O'Donnell line. That was a primary debate. Yeah, um, Trump, oh, man, that was... 
probably the most historic debate line ever in presidential debate history. And, of course, that ended Megyn Kelly's career. She has since resurrected herself. I'm, I'm kind of glad to say she, she has since um, gotten a hold of her own programming. She owns her own broadcasting now. And she does attack the, the corporate people that were trying to ruin her career back in the day. Which is interesting, but of course, it's just gotcha stuff. And if they say Trump is afraid to debate, no one's going to believe that. Like I said, Trump's the only fearless politician out there. It is the establishment that fears Trump, right? And anybody who tries to say that, I see some of the DeSantis people out there say, oh, Trump's afraid to debate DeSantis. Give me a break. Nobody buys that even for a second, but I guarantee you, in his heart of hearts, DeSantis is glad. Glad he's not going to have to debate Trump because Trump would trample that guy um, into oblivion. I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, that's that's what would happen. Uh, he would get the uh, Jeb Bush treatment. Jeb Bush, again, that was the end of the road for Jeb when he took on Trump in those primary debates back in the day. Just a squashing. And the Bushes have been ticked about that, resentful about that ever since after Trump ran them over like a steamroller. And the crowd was loving it. The crowd was clapping. Yeah. And the Bushes were were finished, at least as a public. Now they're like behind the scenes manipulator types with all their little networks. You know what I mean? So I say, I say it's all cool. Now, I've got so much more to say, but let's, let's, let's get in. Let's go in order here. And we got Richard, the limo driver. Richard, how are you, sir? Thanks for checking in. Is this Richard? Richard. Oh, Richard. Oh, Richard. And then Joe popped up. But let's, let's, go, let's go to uh, Rick. Hey. Rick, how are yeah. you, sir? Rick, our marathon man. Hey, I was Rick. running this morning. You might, I want you to be proud of me a little bit. You know? I am. Okay. Uh, possibly a double... Double five K, yeah. Care of business. I guess you'd call that a ten K, wouldn't you? <laughs> how, how hot was it this morning for y'all? What was that? What was the weather? Was it pretty oh, warm? No, it was good. It you know it's kind of humid. What's up yeah. with all this humidity? For Denver, it has been unusual, hasn't it? But not bad. But by the time we were kind of wrapping up, it was starting to feel a little hot, and we kind of thought, let's get that baby back in the some air conditioning somewhere. You yeah. know what I mean? In, yeah. And just quickly, um, my wife and I give your wife best wishes. And, oh, thank you, Rick. Thank you, and and bless you for that. Yeah, every everyone counts. Everyone helps, and like Absolutely. I said, we're 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 making it somewhere. So got a ways to go. Your championship people. So that's good. Right on. Anyhow, the um, yeah, this this is great. No debate. I, it, the field is so weak. You know, to, what is it? Pence just said he's not. Courageous, and I mean, these people are nuts. <laughs> it's yeah. laughable. They're, yeah. You no, know, they're so bad. No one takes them seriously. That you know studies politics. I mean, this is all pablum. The New York Times. You know, we all. I already know any article what they're going to say is. Oh, of course. Genius. I mean, geez. yeah. Now, who wants to turn on some debate, Rick? And watch uh, Chris Christie throw his weight around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, to, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, do you, uh, you want to watch Chris Christie? Yeah. Uh, you know, it I, might be interesting to watch Vivek, but here's the deal. Uh, DeSantis is actually third place now in most yeah. of the polls. And falling rapidly. And his debate strategy leaks, so he's going to sledgehammer 
Vivek Ramaswamy. And so that's punching up. DeSantis yeah. is punching up from third exactly. to second exactly. now. Hmm. Yeah. Just quickly, Ed Rollins, you remember him? Um, yes, yes. He Reagan's was Reagan's guy. He's a, you know, been a and then under the bushes, right? Political advisor. Uh, not as much for bushes, but uh, anyhow, he was with the DeSantis campaign. He dropped out, but did you hear the interview? Why? I heard him say something about how he could not believe how bad DeSantis was at politics. Is that kind of a nutshell? Yes, it yeah. was. It, and <laughs> plus what you've always said, and I've known, DeSantis doesn't have the it factor. He can't fill a room. Right. And Rollins said it was not, not even being mad at the ads. It was, matter of fact, you like, he might as well just pull out now, no, no chance. And Rollins... You know, since Trump's going to be the nominee, barring, eh, you know, whatever tricks they have up their sleeves. Right. And I would say everybody knows that, but they are going to try to arrest him, like maybe another 150 indictments, you know, maybe that's going to, they think that's going to, maybe if that doesn't do it, 250, who knows? Well, they've been talking about every state attorney general that's Democrat to uh, file something. Oh, yeah, good for them. So, uh, and all that's going to do is backfire on them, make Trump stronger, more powerful. Because, hey, people don't, they're, they're not into the corrupt system. They're, they're not. They're not in the mood for it. And the economy is terrible, and you know the rest of it, right, Rick? Exactly, as J.B. Ware would say, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rick, all the best. Welcome back. It's Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn, just, just chatting away here and... Thanks for the dozens already of text-to-studio messages I'm getting through all of them. I'm getting through all of them. Good data, good info, good things for me to check out. And keeping me on track as ever. Big thanks. And my gosh, you know, uh, the lines have been running full. And when the lines get full, I just have to stop all this nonsense I'm talking about and just say hello to everybody. And we, we tried to say hello to Richard, and I think we got disconnected. But Richard, limo driver, you're back in the saddle. Yes, sir. Okay. Good to hear your voice. Yes, welcome. Thanks a lot. Same to you. Hey, uh, so DeSantis, he reminds me of that lion in uh, The Wizard of Oz. As in the cowardly lion? Yeah, he got no heart. (laughs) Yeah, good point. No no, no fire. No fire in the belly. Wait, no heart was the tin man. Oh, the tin man. Yeah, uh, the lion was was cowardly, right? He was timid, that's right. Courage. That's That's DeSantis. Yeah. He just hey, let's, acts unhappy all the time. He just he doesn't have the, what Rick said uh, the it factor, yeah. and that that's, that's when right. when you don't have that, you're just going to be in the doom loop no matter what. And all he's doing every day, he stays in the race, is ruins his future career, which that, is probably already me done. Now, I've got a shout out to Brad in Lakewood. I love that guy. He's as smart as Victor Davis Hanson. I love that guy. Yeah, and when he calls up, he's always he's got something to to oh, like yeah. to like chew on. And he's always he's always up to something. (laughs) Oh yeah, in a in a good way. So let's go to Tucker real quick. You know, Tucker uh, got let go over the weekend. Friday night, he didn't let on anything. He was happy. He ended out his show. He said, "I'll see you guys all here up on Monday," and there was no Monday for him. Right. Well, guess what? Guess what he had in the can for Monday night that the Murdochs didn't want broadcast. Was that the interview with the chief of Capitol Police? Exactly right. Yeah. Stephen Sund. S-U-N-D. One heck of an interview there. I've watched parts of it anyway. Okay, yeah. Well, that 
they didn't want the cat out of the bag, so they just uh, terminated the guy. You know, that's got to be at least so, but, part but, of it. But Randy and... was telling me that Go ahead. He, Tucker went back and and recorded a different interview with Stephen Sund. Brought him back. Yep. And put it out on his Twitter interviews, which, again, Correct. get more views by a magnitude than all cable news combined. Getting well, around the system it's radio, there. It's radioactive stuff. That and the, uh, the the Hunter email over the weekend saying that Dad used the Wells Fargo card and I had to pay it. That is dynamite stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds of great stuff in that laptop which 51 former intel officials called russia disinformation in which ag Barr sat on for years of course ag Barr was as corrupt as garland is it suspicious that it just dribbles out matt yeah and at bottom in my opinion the deep state and the democrat political establishment doesn't want biden to run again they're trying to angle a way to get newsom in there and this is part of how they do it but it's a little risky for them because how do you keep it just contained to Biden, like all this corruption about Ukraine and China? Because yeah. it might spread around oh, a little bit. That's true. And so, that's true. I, like, I there's, thought of that. There's an awful lot of other individuals in the ruling class that I think could get lumped in with all that very easily. I was I was telling Blake, did you see the House Democrats uh, grilling uh, Kennedy Jr.? My God, they ripped him to shreds. Yeah, they're afraid of him. Oh, they're afraid of Trump. Vicious. And they're going to just call RFK Jr. crazy. And people on the left are more disposed to believing mainstream media propaganda than people on the right. So it's going to be uphill battle for RFK. But I'm glad he's out there doing it. I really am. And I, I enjoy the his Democrats interviews. The Democrats were basically shouting him down, Matt. They wouldn't let him talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> reclaiming my time. Remember that? Reclaiming yeah. my time. That, that's how they roll. Yeah, that one woman took over a Chairman Jordan's, you know, and started running the but if you if you listen to the things that RFK Jr. is saying, that he's got a lot of very important stuff to say, and I'll I'll get into a little bit of that um, in the third hour of the yeah, program, I, I believe like Trump, tonight. And like Trump, he's the Democrats' worst nightmare. Oh yeah, and see, they know that the Democrats know that Trump will beat Biden. I'm telling you this right now. They know that Trump will beat Biden, and so they have got to shuffle the deck and get somebody else in there. But it's hard to dislodge Biden because I guess he just wants to do it. So they're going to rein right. all this. They're, they're going to they like certainly. They yeah. certainly cannot go to Harris. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, they so badly want Gavin Newsom to run. And by the way, uh, you know Gavin Newsom, what he's done to California and all the rest of it. But you know, oh, the, I, I've heard he's got some skeletons in the closet that he's not going to want to come out. Doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. You know, they even if you don't have skeletons in your closet as a Republican. Uh, They'll manufacture them, and if you have them as a Democrat, they will hide them and conceal them, which is what's happening with Biden right now. They're, they're letting this stuff out. They're, like, handing stuff off. Well, I, I'm agreeing with you. At the finish line, it ain't going to—I don't think they want Biden. No, no. But and they may not have—he may be strong enough to fight him off. We don't know. And I, I think some of—you've seen some negative stuff come out on Obama lately. I wonder if that is Team Biden some way pushing back against Obama, who might— you know, be kind of pulling some strings back there somewhere. It could get messy on the left. And then you got so RFK people, Jr. in there thumping on him, and you got to love that. Smart people think that Obama knew a lot of Biden's shenanigans back when he was VP. Uh-huh. I think they, they might have... Tacit approval, or he just kept quiet about the 
the money-making schemes that were going on. Right. And uh, do you think that uh, do you think that uh, Obama would not have any of those tentacles in those same arenas as well? That's just a question mark. There's no you know possible I mean? way he doesn't know some of the the dirty. Laundry. I think I think people are onto it. But Richard. Great chatting with you, sir. Stay close with us. Love it when you can check in. And the text to studio as well. You bet. And, yeah, the uh, deep state is handing off this information to, like, Republicans on the Senate and House uh, committees to help undermine Biden. A line is open here. And let's see. Okay, let's go to uh, actually we're okay. Okay, let's go to Teresa. Teresa in Denver. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you. Listen, I want to tell you, I pay for you and your family very much. Thank you so um, much, Teresa. Really welcome, helpful. I'm sure. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes. Um, well, the reason I call this also is um, I cannot believe the arrogance of people like Ron DeSantis. And I heard something really interesting the other day. And um, I always thought the number was 10%. But I'm hearing 20% or north of 20% of Trump supporters, if he's somehow, by some another twist, is kicked off the ballot, that 20% or more will not even show up. That means, this guy's too stupid to even understand that. He keeps dumping on Trump supporters, but they're not going to show up for him. He'll get crushed. It'll be a Mitt Romney situation all over. The night will be over before the election that would be over before you know it. Uh, well, I think you're you're right about that and I would say it's actually higher than 20%. I think I almost wonder if you're, you know, and I guess I've seen a number 35%, but I think it's wow. actually probably higher than that. That Richard Barris over at the People's Pundit, one of the good ones, who runs the big yeah. data poll, said that it's a, you know, you're approaching like one third territory. I believe I believe that's what he said. But um yeah, but you see, you see how the establishment yeah. could benefit from that. That's one way if they can just get Trump out of the race, and then Republicans don't turn out at all to vote. Um, by the way, Newt Gingrich says that if Trump is on the ticket, we're going to win Republican House and Republican Senate and the White House for Trump. But uh, you know, the uh, establishment would win if Republicans just sit at home and allow someone like Gavin Newsom or conceivably Joe Biden be the president. Right. And, but see, they win. And they're okay with that. And like people like Mitch McConnell and uh, and McCarthy, the speaker, they they would much rather have a Democrat president than Trump. You see, That's... no, no, I, I I understand that, but it's just it goes to the, the 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 establishment arrogance of people like Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and you know he signed up for this, and he is not having a good time. Uh, I know he always looks it's... like somebody just sold his coloring book. <laughs> That's... I'm going to use that if you don't mind, Teresa. That's exactly right. He's so unhappy out there. Oh, his fault. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.